0: Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan. If you'd like to know more about the show and have an idea of kind of what's going on and where we're at in the world, visit our website where we are currently working on an online campaign guide which you can find at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you would like to join the show or become a sponsor and help us make this podcast better, visit our Patreon account. Just search for The Adventuring Guild or our website to find a link. And by subscribing and helping us out, you can not only join our Discord to hear our episodes live, you can also become a member of the show, get some awesome merch, and represent the Guild. So thank you very much, and on with the show. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. I am joined this week by a, uh, well, probably by this cast. We may have Seth joining us later, but we have Braden playing Danderbin, Micah playing Klein and Stern, Viridian, or Virgil, excuse me, playing Thorin, going by uh, Discord usernames here, and Will playing Core. So, uh, as I said, Seth, who plays Arpeggio, may be joining us a little bit later on in the session. So where we left off last time, it's the evening, and you guys have a 24-hour deadline hanging over your heads as a great necromancer has offered to take that skin page off of your hands and give you forbidden knowledge as to what is going on and what is listed on that page. Other than that, uh, Cornelius Schmackaroo currently has terrorized the city and probably has an even bigger bounty on his head. And Klein and Stern has got a massive headache from all of the close-up studying that he has done, uh, reading fine print in lots of different languages. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we will go ahead and actually, we will start with Core uh, because Core is a little bit behind, further behind than the rest. He ended on the twenty-third of planting, and this is technically the twenty-sixth. So Core, what would you like to have done on the? Uh, 24th and 25th of planting. We can get as detailed as you like, or zip through this pretty quick.
1: Well, what Core has been doing after his training period in uh, the Mage's Guild is basically just sitting in a dark alley playing with strange um, kittens.
0: <gasps> Not kittens.
1: Yep, yep. He's They're- just he's just playing with the strange. Um, kittens running around
0: i hear that's highly addictive behavior and something that needs to be watched
1: it is very highly addictive but you know being a being a small town goliath in a big city full of magic he's just not sure what to do and one thing he knows for certain is that he loves animals and there are plenty of kittens
0: Once again, Kor's pureness in light of his barbarian nature is absolutely fantastic. I love that. So we will go ahead and say that you've gotten a little bit more used to the Mage's Guild and the workings with all of that. Um, You have really taken a uh, shine to many of the critters around there. And the Mage's District has uh, seen a definite increase in the number of uh, kittens that are in that area the number of cats and whatnot knowing that a big human is paying attention to them in this district so it is probably the most mouse and rat free area of the entire city at this point you definitely would have gained some rapport also within the mages guild for taking care of these animals and uh, making sure that they're fed and all of that other kind of stuff Uh, as such they've kind of started leaving you little bits of offering knowing that you're probably the one that's finding food and whatnot for these kittens and and all of that. So, you know, you'd find um, slid underneath your door in the mages' guild a couple of silver pieces every time you walk back. So over the course of the two days, you probably would find about six silver pieces uh, underneath the door. And this isn't like just breezing over two days of doing nothing but playing kittens. But I'm just saying add six silver pieces to your inventory for right now for helping take care of these animals and whatnot. Okay noted. Yeah, so then would you have been doing anything else to really learn your way around the Davis Guild, or would you be uh, mostly just kind of taking in the city and learning?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think, um, I mean Core is not a fan of magic, I think his time in the quote-unquote hyperbolic time chamber has really just given his feel of it, so I think he's just kind of walking around the city trying to gain his bearings because he has no idea what's going on in a town this size. This is unlike anything he's ever been in before so he's just walking around trying to figure out how things are in the big city and at this point he's just fed up and yeah he's just posted up in an alley getting some good old-fashioned kitten time.
0: God, there's so many highly inappropriate jokes I want to make I'm not going to because this is a pure moment Pure moment So so you, uh, after walking around the city You've got a pretty good feel for it Um, You definitely feel much more at home Probably between the Elven District and uh, the Cauldron and the Docks area Uh, There's a lot more diverse population there as far as different individuals who are popping in and out of that location. So you definitely have seen some other Goliath, uh, some other half-ogres, Oni, those kind of more giant races. Um, You also probably would have noticed some of the beast folk that would have lived in your area. So there's probably more to do down there with common folk as opposed to anything else. And you definitely have learned where some of the better eating establishments are in this area something that's actually home-cooked. People go out into the forest and actually bring down a deer and and bring it back, cut it up, you know, dress it, you know, grill venison or dry it into jerky or things like that. So you definitely would have learned down in the cauldron where some of the better places to eat are. Yeah, he's all
1: about that.
0: For sure. And since you do take care of the animals in the uh, Mage's District, you would have a little bit of a following and so when you're in the cauldron, many of the cats and, and other stray animals kind of follow you around. And you have gotten the nickname of the Stray Whisperer uh, because of your, your ability to, to calmly and quietly pet these animals and feed them and communicate with them. And they seem to do your bidding almost as if you're whispering to them. So uh, they, they, yeah, people are definitely friendly to you down there. So, what I'm going to go ahead and do is, since you are exploring the city and all of that kind of stuff, you can call upon the aid of the people within the cauldron or the docks for information, and you will have advantage on the charisma saving throw, so long as you still take care of the animals in the area.
1: Okay. Well, um, I'm going to... At this point, I think a core would just walk up to... The nearest person to them down there and just ask if there's any work to be had.
0: Okay. You would know that for as far as work to be had, most of them would point you to the jobs board if you want a, a real job. And they kind of put that in your clothes. But they say, if you're okay with working with us down here, there's always stuff that needs to be moved. Crates that need to come from the docks to the shops. The small merchants and whatnot that need help setting up their stalls or hauling their wagon around. Uh, there's manual labor to be found here if you don't want to go to the jobs board. You know, if you, you're okay with working amongst us common folk, when they kind of roll their eyes with that term, as you would know that most of the people that work on the jobs board are called adventurers or guildsmen, whereas the regular citizens are common folk. Okay. All right. Would you want to try and help out some of the common folk and build your rapport there, or would you go to the jobs board where the pay might be a little bit better?
1: Well, I think Core just not knowing how to deal with people in general, he's going to kind of take a little offense when they say, like, well, I mean, you can work, you know, manual labor or go to the jobs board, you know. He's going to be like, well, yeah, I can do manual labor. What do you need done? Yeah, I can lift boxes.
0: All right, yeah. No, they probably wouldn't have said it, like, to offend you, but they would definitely... You know, the, since you are a Mage's Guild member it's not a common person, like, you've got a, a weapon and you've got this presence about you, they would automatically assume you're an adventurer or a guildsman. But, you know, after you've been taking care of the animals for a while, they'll start to warm up to you as time goes on.
1: Hand on head, Kor is, like, really, uh, like, he doesn't pick up on those types of like uh insinuations i guess is that's probably not the word i'm looking for but <laughs> nothing goes pick, over my he head i'm too fast <laughs> yeah exactly he just doesn't quite pick up on those things so like gotcha. people are saying that sort of thing to him he's like what no i could lift boxes watch me and then he just goes and starts <laughs> lifting crates similar to what he did like on the pirate ship when he came over
0: Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Then definitely uh, you would spend probably a good part of uh, the two days that you aren't, you know, taking care of kittens or exploring the culinary delights of the city. Uh, You would definitely be worked by anybody that would uh, see what you're doing. And so over the course of the day, you're able to accumulate a gold piece and, you know, a couple of silver pieces here, a couple of silver pieces there, a favor later on here, uh, stop by for a free meal there. That kind of stuff. You would accumulate about a gold piece over the course of those two days. And you would also have picked up three days' worth of rations. And we'll go ahead and say... Go ahead and roll me a D10. D10. No problem. I got an 8. An 8. You would get your hands on a climber's kit. So somebody on one of the uh, merchants, he was unloading some supplies and whatnot... And uh, he discovered that one of the adventurers that was going out left his climber's kit behind. uh, And he tried to track the guy down, but he wasn't able to find him. And uh, that was about four days ago. So he goes ahead and he says, you know, I I don't feel right keeping this. I stay here in the city and I don't want to resell it. So here, this is my gift to you for helping me set up my cart and hauling these boxes
1: around. I really appreciate the help. Uh, It is uh, no problem, my friend. Uh, that's what a uh, Goliath is for. <laughs> all right.
0: So then we will go ahead and say that you spend the two days kind of building your rapport within the uh, cauldron and in the docks area. Uh, you've gotten all those perks that you did receive. And we are going to go ahead and start now on the 26th of, no, 27th of planting. No, 26th, the night of the 26th. It hasn't been a full day. So, you spend most of the day then uh, helping out around the docks and you start heading back to the Mages Guild. I believe when we left everybody else, they were currently headed towards the Mages Guild, correct? I believe so. All right.
2: That sounds mostly right ish.
0: All right. So, you guys begin heading back towards the Mages Guild. and you see a very large Goliath man uh, walking back towards that direction. Um, You're not 100% sure yet, because none of you have met Core yet, other than Cherno, and Cherno isn't here, correct? Correct. Yeah, Cherno's the only one. So then you uh, head back towards the Mage's Guild uh, looking for a large Goliath man with strange glowing red stone, and you see a large Goliath man Uh, walking in towards the Mage's Guild, probably not with the stone out, but a large Goliath man walking in, and he wouldn't probably... Corey, would you enter in through the busy portal section or through kind of a side entrance uh, that's
1: more like a residential entrance? No, he's going in through the side entrance. There's no way he's going in through all those people.
0: Okay, yeah, then you would see this Goliath man go into the side entrance instead of the portal entrance, and Klein, you would know that that's kind of the quick way in and out to avoid the crowd. Um when people go to the portal
2: hmm I wonder if this is the individual that we're looking for I think you may be right
0: (laughs) so I'm assuming Danderman's probably just gonna run up and and introduce himself and talk
3: to him correct I definitely wouldn't rush ahead I'd probably let Klein take the lead
2: I would uh, uh rush up to try to catch up to him and as he's you know try to be a bit nonchalant about you know because this guy's a Goliath, so he could, you know, crush my skull with one hand. I don't want to make him mad. <laughs>
0: hey, but you're almost as tall as he is, so that's a good thing. <laughs>
2: that is also <laughs> yes. So I'm like, uh, as I'm coming up, I'm like, "Morning, sir," he- heading into uh, to-, to the the uh, residential quarters. I see. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, you scared me. Oh, who are you? Uh, name's Klein and Stern. I'm, uh, I'm a, m- a member of the guild here. Uh, Klein and Stern. Close <laughs> enough. Just, just call me Klein. Unless he I is like rather you. Stern, yes.
1: Klein. Uh, I, 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 how do you do? Pardon my kitten. And he's got a cat in his left <laughs> arm. His name is Henry. <laughs> and, I, and I all our eyes
3: turn into love hearts. We're like, ah! Don't...
1: <laughs> <Nope. laughs> Don't touch my cat. This is my cat. Okay. By the way, I'm, writing, I'm
2: writing Henry's name down for reference later. Duly noted, <laughs> sir. Um, Might I get the door for you? Uh, what was your name again? Uh, my name is uh, Core. What? Core? Did you just say Core? Core. You happen to be an individual that I have been searching for for the past couple hours. Who sent you? <laughs> uh research and investigation sent me you have no idea who those people are (coughs) what what i've been doing a little bit of research trying to find a friend of mine and a number of leads that i have come up with have pointed me in your direction
1: how did they know which direction i was going
2: (laughs) Well, more, more, more—the direction that you were. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to talk about relativistic locations. It's, it's all very confusing. But basically, um, I kind of look over both shoulders and make sure no one's listening in, and I'll just ask him, "What do you know about Oblivion Gates?" Oblivion, what?
0: When you hear. The word oblivion gates your eyes go a little bit kind of out of focus, and everybody else sees that. But core in your head, you hear that
4: is my way back. Uh,
1: nothing, uh, I know nothing. And I'm gonna check. roll a <laughs> deception check. <laughs> Yeah, All right, so go nice. ahead.
0: It would be Yep, Kor's deception versus whoever wants to insight.
1: So that's an eighteen deception.
3: Uh, fourteen insight.
1: <laughs>
3: All right.
0: Mine's then now we've de- thirteen. Okay, then we definitely got a case of Pretty Little Liars going on here, and uh, you definitely don't think Core understands what's going on. He he just kind of phased down. He kind of looked up into space for just a second. Um, and then just kind of came back to it a little bit after mumbling something to himself.
2: I'll kind of snap my finger in his face and like, down here, buddy. Um, I know nothing. Yeah, you, 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 you said that, and I think you believe that. But I think you also don't believe that. Or at least I'm hoping you don't. And um, I didn't want to do this. But I will... <laughs> Reach into my reach, reach into my, uh, in, into my, my little satchel, and I will pat him on the shoulder. I'm like, you mind uh, coming with me to uh, joining me down in one of the training rooms. Training room. What the hyperbolic uh, time chambers? Uh, uh, you know, I,
1: I. That one has something of mine. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I I wasn't going to but now I think I will <laughs> <laughs> That's not
2: disconcerting at all <laughs> <laughs> Just look at It you seems the- real nice I like <laughs> it. And you just see that my face is like just you know like petrified with horror I'm like what have I done <laughs> What is happening to me what is happening to me? All right, and, uh, uh um, so head down into the, uh, the, 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 training rooms, and I will ask, oh, God, I wrote his name down, and now I can't find it, um, the guy who, um, I'll just ask anyone around if, if there is a free, uh, uh, hyperbolic time chamber to use, and I will actually use those words.
1: Oh, I know who we can ask. We can ask Joran. He's the one that sent me into the original hyperbolic time chamber. Okay, yeah. Uh, You go ahead, you would
0: actually, um, as you enter in, you would see the voice of the tower wandering around, and both of you would know that he would be able to point you in the right direction, um, but he would probably overhear your conversation, and without really paying attention to anything that you're really saying, or, I mean, without specifically turning to face you, he would just kind of point off down the hallway and say... There's one free at the end of the hallway, and you would continue down, and you would see the big circular room and everything with all the symbols above.
2: Before we actually start heading down the hallway, I'll 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 ask him. I'm like, can you let Master Aldari know that we're in there?
0: I will do this, and you see him pause for just a second, and he says, he has been informed.
2: Thank you, sir. But just you didn't of, do anything. I D- don't, don't worry, Dandy. The voice of the tower has a. Uh, He's he's basically plugged into the into the Wi-Fi. What what what's Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> don't, like... don't worry, don't worry about it. It's uh, it's um, complex and complicated and very uh, he,
1: he, it'll be relevant in a couple I, thousand years uh, maybe. I, I I'm new, I'm new to magic. Is that some magic term?
2: Well, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So yeah, we'll go with magic. Uh, technology exactly. Fine. Go ahead and give me a perception check real quick. (laughs) You asked the unperceptive guy. That's a seven. (laughs) That's a seven. Out of the corner
0: of your eye, you think you see a flashing bit of metal on uh, some sort of person's arm where their arm would be, something like that. Uh, But they disappear
2: around the corner pretty quick. Uh, i put my head around the corner to see if I can catch a glimpse of them again.
0: You poke your head around the corner and cutting through the
2: crowd. Go ahead and give me another
0: perception check that's a 15 this time a 15 you would definitely hear as well as see the glint of metal and you would hear the whir of kind of a, a motor almost a gear type thing as this person reaches out to push open a door
2: cyborg is that uh, what you would uh, scream i would uh, uh, you, you see him
0: turn around and look and, and kind of look in your direction but not understanding the term he just kind of keeps walking but wait, wait, sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry, my brain has just completely locked onto this, and I'm going to go follow him.
0: Okay, you follow him, and he sees you as he kind of op- goes to shut the door. He sees you right on the other side, and uh, he's a very large individual. Let's go ahead and... Oh, you know what? No, I'm not even going to roll for this. I love Teen Titans way too much for this. So you see a very dark-skinned, large individual... Uh, Like broad shoulders, big chest, everything, and he's got a mechanical arm on the side, and as you're looking closer, one of his eyes seems to have almost a gemstone quality to it. Uh, Other than that, he's wearing baggier clothes so you can't quite tell what's underneath, but you definitely hear the distinctive whir of different motors and gears and stuff like that beneath the cloak.
2: I will squeal high-pitched enough that dogs will start to howl.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Please, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, careful
0: for Braden's dogs. They start squealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Oh, man. God.
2: Okay, uh, he, he covers his ears, and he's like, what do you need from me? I just, my, my, my eyes have just completely glazed over, and I'd be like, are you? Where Where are you from?
0: I'm from here,
2: but a man in the Tangle. He helped me to be more than what I was. Have you run into any more people like you?
0: There are hundreds of us there, though most of us don't ever make it out of his tower.
2: That is a side quest if I ever found one.
0: Go ahead and, uh, Klein, because you know a lot, go ahead and roll me a... Let's go with just history to see if you've read about this, because I'm assuming you would have, upon getting the Mages Guild, read every book in your waking moment you were able to.
2: That is a 17 for history. A 17. You would have heard about
0: a strange wizard in the uh, Tangle that lives within the frozen cap, or not the frozen cap, the frozen tower. And this wizard was known to merge all sorts of weird magic items and things into people's skin and do all sorts of weird grafting of different creatures limbs onto others and mechanical creations onto limbs and and he calls himself a biomancer but that's a very loose term for just a major magician person that messes with people's organics
2: it's like Thank you for that information, sir. Um, I'm not going to keep you from doing whatever it is you were on your way to do any longer. Uh, it's just that it's been very long since I've seen anyone that, that um, <clears throat> has had those kind of augmentations. Good day to you, then. I will turn around and head back down the hallway towards the, the uh, free training room. Just clapping and giggling. <laughs> Okay.
0: Did, did all of you watch this happen, or what did you guys do? Oh, of course yeah. I saw. <laughs> okay. All right. So you followed this giddy six foot three. Uh, I think it was like I think about that. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah. This this tall seven foot or six foot three man skipping and clapping and, and giddy as he heads into this hyperbolic time chamber after he was very direly talking to you earlier, Core.
1: Uh, I don't want to go back in there.
2: I really don't either, because I don't know what's going to happen when we do. I
1: can tell you what's going to happen. You will spend an entire week in there, but when you come out, it will only be a day.
2: <laughs> I figured that much,
1: but th- this, 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 is, this is good. This is good. Just whatever you do, don't summon any demons.
2: Follow me as something
1: of mine. Yeah, you see, that's what I'm talking about. Don't I said, summon any I, I demons. Would, I, I would really wait, hope what? to keep the Daedric princes out of this. Uh, eh, I'm not going in. Wait, 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 wait.
3: So if this we then, spend...
2: uh,
1: okay, I'm gonna go back to my alley and go play with my kittens you guys Wait. have fun in the hyperbolic no. time chamber i am leaving no
3: you, no you stay here with us i have a question nope. so did you say that if we spend one week in there it will only be one day out here
1: yes so, uh, well give a think, a, think, a, it, essentially yeah it's a hyperbolic time chamber i don't you know anything I, about magic but i've seen enough dragon ball Z to know what it means
2: <laughs> I'm going to hold up my hand Again. right now I, I, You guys sort this out I
1: didn't step it into that one <laughs> And neither am I I'm not going back in there I I, I spent my time I did my training I'm not letting you go any
2: further Past that Dragon Ball Z comet young man
1: Well neither am I I'm not going <laughs> in there You're the one that wants to go inside <laughs> I've already been in there I'm not going back in I will special beam cannon you if I have to To get you in there Okay, well, you have fun. I'm going to go back into the alley and play with my kittens.
3: I handcuff his hand to me. (laughs) You can make a, I guess, make a deck save. Usually I just do it and it works. (laughs) Usually, yeah, yeah, usually he's able to cuff.
0: It's just, did you already cuff yourself or did you just cuff him?
3: uh, I mean, I'm only, I'm barely, I'm not even three foot tall. So I think I've been, oh, this whole time I would have just been... sort of hands down beside me, sort of working one of the manacles onto my hand. And then as he goes to leave, I'll just quickly flick it around his wrist.
0: Okay, so what we'll say is that you're able to get it on there without the roll, and if wants to get it off, though, he'll have to break it. Since you were pretty distracted by that conversation.
1: Here's the thing. Danderbin, you said you were three foot tall. Uh, like two eight. <laughs> I am seven foot fucking eight. <laughs> okay, well, I'll
3: attach it to your big toe then. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's like either way, like I'll just walk out. <laughs> I mean, I'll That's still roll.
3: Well, looks like we're going back to the alley with the kittens.
4: Bye. Right,
1: I'm gonna roll. That's a nat twenty. Oh
2: god. <laughs> and I'll just be like, core. I don't. <laughs> Do you want to break these or
0: do you want to slip them?
1: I'm just walking out. Like, he can attach oh, okay. me and I'm just leaving. Yeah, you're,
0: you're just, Brayden, you're just, like, flopping there, like, some sort of, like,
3: luggage or something. Push, push. For the first time in my life, I regret my decision.
2: <laughs> Alright, so so while he's getting ready to walk away, I'll just, I'll just, uh, you'll, you'll give him a stern look. Like, if you don't stop where you're going right now, Broly, I'm shredding this page.
1: He turns around.
2: And I'm holding up the, 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 you know, holding it up facing me, but clearly intent on tearing this flayed skin
1: page in half if I have to. Don't let him do that. It is mine. Core turns around, and there is a noticeable fire in his eye and he he looks at you and like takes a step towards you and then just shakes his head turns back around and walks out the door (laughs) and you hear just (laughs) this tiny little you hear just this tiny Uh, little as i just
2: start a little bit of a rip in the page this hurts me because I didn't write mechanics in here for
0: Will to, like, Will save or anything. <laughs> Will with Will saves. Um, but with any kind of, like, save against this. But, yeah, that... Will, you have got... Um, or Core has all of a sudden got this pounding heading um, from just resisting the screaming voice in his head. Yeah. Think of our I, listeners. I'm not going to scream, but,
1: yeah. I, I picked up on that. So are you still walking out to the alley? I mean, I can but if you want me to make a Wisdom saving throw, I can do that too.
0: Ah, since this is a special case and this is an item directly tied to the entity within your thing, we're gonna go ahead and say, it's like a a paladin, or it's like the warlock that's disobeying their patron. There's gonna be consequences. So go ahead and roll a Wisdom. We're gonna go ahead and do a Wisdom contest and see what happens.
1: So I'm just rolling d d20 plus my Wisdom score.
0: Correct, yeah, and if you have, uh, okay. yeah, go ahead and just, uh, wisdom score. Uh, so this, I rolled a 16 plus
1: 4 for a oh 20. Geez. Well, I rolled a 14 plus 1 for a 15.
0: Okay, and actually, no, that should have been a charisma against. Uh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and go with that. I screwed it up, but we're going to go ahead and go with that. So you you go to try and step out, and your foot, like, you almost fall over because your foot didn't move off the floor. Like, you had all the momentum of going forward, but your foot is stuck to the ground. You cannot go forward.
2: continue there and take what is mine from him. <sighs> Not now. Just a little, a little it's probably about a quarter inch just rip. Like I said, for the sake of not uh, blowing our listeners'
0: eardrums out, there's just rageful screaming in your head from your patron
2: right now.
1: So, core turns around. So you, you'll see that I with, am like, I am like shaking. With but... an outstretched fist, he opens it.
2: Everyone, and floating everyone. up
1: from his hand is a glowing red crystal, which he turns into a log sword.
2: No, I say, I'm, I'm like, you touch me, it goes. I crack it's my sword a little bit more geez- of a rip.
3: Everyone I know, come on. It's fine, everything's fine, and I feel like uh unexpectedly a number of leaves begin falling in the room around Dandabin. I'm gonna use by once per day calm emotions directed on me, so every single humanoid, including myself, has to make uh within twenty-foot radius sphere, so Pretty much everyone in the room, I'd assume, has to make a Charisma saving throw. Oh yeah, I failed. I'm so calm. You see
0: about half the room is all of a sudden, like, really chill. Guys, <laughs> what did you roll?
2: A 17. Okay,
0: okay. you're okay. Thorin? Four. A four. You're really Can chill. You see
1: 12 lovely. Is. That is a nineteen charisma save. Oh, Bob. Okay. you're the the two still really I wanted not to be dumb. <laughs> exactly. Uh. So
0: everybody. So is about is half the room day. is like exactly. So like half the room is really chill. Uh, the other half is like all of a sudden up in arms. The voice of the tower operates out of nowhere and says cease this immediately. And all of a sudden, all of you guys just feel this pressure on you. Go ahead and make a strength saving throw. If you don't roll a 20, let me or if you roll a 20, let me know. Otherwise you go down onto one.
1: Is that
4: me included, Bob?
0: Yes, all of you. Everybody in the room.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Roll 20. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The dwarf stands tall or
0: ish. Um, so okay, <laughs> all of you go down onto one knee except for Thorun who is who is standing there nobly, but you feel that pressure and your little leg, not little because you're a dwarf, your thick thighs are a shaken. <laughs> yeah, as you stand your ground, uh, the tower takes note of that and uh, kind of nods in your direction and the pressure then lessens enough. But um, as all of you were dropped to the ground, uh, the tower would whisper out—not whisper, but would speak out in a a sharp, commanding whisper-type voice of someone who is ex- who is uh, extending a great amount of power and concentration, but is speaking through it and says, "This will cease immediately. This is my tower, and nobody will disrespect it with violence within its walls."
3: Yeah, I'm just hanging out i say as I'm um, <laughs> flopping
0: <laughs> yeah you're finally cool. <laughs> yeah everybody else is on their knees but you're just like feet barely touching
1: because of how tall Kor is and I think I think Core, like having all this happen like he's just like yeah he's on his knees but he is fighting and just I, I don't know screeching or something
0: yeah with all these different voices commanding you definitely Alright, so what is going to go ahead and happen? Would you, you, Will, you're obviously resisting the voice of the tower's influence. Um, Thorun, you pass the check, so you can actually decide what you want to do here. The compulsion will be there, but you aren't forced to do it. Uh, Braden and, uh, or Danderbin and Kleinenstern, both of you all of a sudden feel the compulsion to go into one of the hyperbolic time chambers like you had just been talking about, and just get up and go, no words. And you, do you uh, resist? I know, Danderman, you have no control right
2: now, but Klein's do you resist that? Nope, I, it's what I wanted to do to begin with, so I'm like, you oh. uh, You walk to the door of
0: the chamber, open the door, take two steps inside, pivot, turn, and look at the rest of the group. Uh, Thorun, that idea is in your head to go to the time chamber, but you pass, do you walk that way? You can tell everybody else is getting up and leaving the room. They're all going to wherever they should have been. Nobody's saying a word. Everybody is silently walking as if like some sort of school teacher just you know commanded them to do
1: it.
4: No, when when he pulled out the weird thing, uh, like I went into like super zen like fight mode. So like I'm just bring down like that like resting like zen face. Uh, just staring at Core with one hand on the sheath and, like, the thumb cracked the blade open and just waiting for him to make a move. All right, Ganderman, your legs are a-flopping, but you ain't going nowhere.
3: <laughs> I in I have the key. Would I be able to unlock it? Considering I'm compelled to go into the room, I'd assume I'd just unlock it and leave everything there. Then go into <laughs> I, the room.
0: I forgot there were keys involved. Yeah, no, you're able to easily <laughs> pop the lock and start walking
3: that way. Could I Wait, take it off uh, his other hand? Take it off his hand completely as well. I'm just like, yeah. You, un- <laughs> you unlock his. Pouch.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You unlock it from his hand first. You bump kind of to the ground, and the the manacles rattle for just a second. <laughs> and you undo the other one, stuff it in, and walk that way.
2: Now I'm picturing a just ancient gnome doing a pop I'm and a lock. <laughs> oh, you are a halfling. I'm sorry. Do, doing doing a pop and lock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, so then, Kor, you are currently standing, staring down Thorun, who is currently silently standing there with his uh, sword partially unsheathed, or, you know, just popped from the the sheath. Your uh, patron and the voice of the tower have both commanded you to just enter the time chamber and knock the shit off. Are you going to follow both of those voices, or are you going to continue to fight and resist?
1: well Kor would naturally fight and resist but i feel like two separate voices in his head telling him to knock your shit off and go do what you're told and then he's probably just gonna go through the doorway into the time chamber
0: yeah you reluctantly go kind of as if your footfalls are are forced a little bit because that rage is still pounding in your eardrums for sure uh Thorin, you see that happen he walks that way even though you can tell that he's raging uh, you're you know, pretty sure he's not gonna violently strike out at you. Um,
4: at least right now. Would you follow him in? Yeah, as he passed it, I got that feel as he passed kind of a deal. Uh I would just like do a slow blink kind of it, and just like take a deep sigh. And when I release it, let the sword clink back into a sheath and just Go back to normal business. Your total
0: concentration breathing technique was successful. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, new anime. Um, (laughs) um, So you are able to uh, then walk in and you see the voice of the tower is like just a couple of feet behind you. Like close enough that it's uncomfortable, but not so close as you can like bump into him if you immediately stop. And he kind of follows you to the time chamber and he says... I know everything that happens within this tower, so watch yourselves while you're in there. Sort out your issues and come out when you're ready. And the door, boom, slams behind you and seals itself shut. I hope
3: he doesn't watch us when we're in the bathroom, because that's really
2: <laughs> creepy. Just <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Hector. <laughs>
3: oh, God.
0: You guys are now in a hyperbolic time chamber type room. It is a very well furnished plaza type thing. You see that even though when you came in here last time, there was only enough room for one people uh, or one people, one person. I know. Um, Now, when you've walked in, there is room for all four of you. Uh, So you kind of look around and there's four little alcove type rooms, a small door in front of them uh, with a single bed in each one uh, and a little nightstand. And that's basically it. And then there's a central living space that's got kind of a a large uh, table to sit at, larger fire type play or a a pit fire, uh, that kind of stuff. Everything that a small camp would need, uh, kind of a mix of camp and outdoors. So you're able to kind of identify that this room for some reason now is expecting four of you and is set up for four of you. At the end of the uh, room, there is the large open white space in front of you as far as the eye can see. So what would you guys do from here? First, I'm, I'm going to kind of collect myself and, and, and uh... <sighs> what time of day would it be? Right now, it's nighttime. So it would be between 8 and 10 p.m., I think. But in this area, it's just kind of dimmed a little bit. It still looks like it would be early evening, uh, and that's as dark as it ever gets. Not that you would do that.
2: I'm just going to take a moment to just deep breath... I, know, I love the- I love
0: the heavy breathing montage here. ASMR or whatever.
3: Uh, mm, uh, what exactly is this place again? Are we just gonna- Thorin, are you just heavy breathing over there as well, or...? No, I'm gonna go
0: over- is there is there like a kitchen area? Yeah, there would be a, a large fire pit with a chopping block and a uh, small area for storing food.
4: I start making food. Oh, yeah, I'll help yeah. you. Those two, those two can
3: breathe into each other's faces some more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll up. And
4: I'll be one of those, like making food, but like every now and then, like every couple seconds, like looking down at the food, but like raising the eyes, out, moving the head, keep an eye on what everyone's doing. going back to- Seconds, uh, looking up to gaze over everybody, and then back down to the. They're getting closer and closer. Four, How much? Basically making a traditional dwarven dinner for four.
1: <laughs> I'm not getting closer. I'm getting farther away. They're uh, getting
3: closer, Thorin. <laughs> How much do you want to bet that they start making out?
1: I'm not getting closer. I'm getting farther away. Huh? <laughs> oh my god! I'm I I'll put
4: five silver on that.
1: which yeah. is <laughs> silver way? I'm going farther away. Uh. <laughs>
4: Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. God.
3: <laughs> Klein. Klein. Klein, get closer. Make your move. Now's your time. Oh, God. Okay. fantastic. I
4: can make a romantic dinner.
3: You know, everything. Maybe we can add some candles to this dinner make it romantic for them, you know. Set the
2: atmosphere. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, a very good friend of mine was taken. By these Daedric bastards, I'm going to get her back. If I have to die a thousand times
1: to do it, Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know what came over me back there. Lust? Uh, Who? Who? (laughs) It wasn't lust. It was evil. (laughs)
2: It
1: was evil. Who? Who was your friend? Uh, Her name was Aura. Aura. I. I don't. I don't. I don't recognize the name
2: I'm not asking you to recognize her I'm not asking you to know her Well I'm I asking, don't
1: I'm I'm asking for your help The only people that need my help are my wife and child I don't know what I'm doing here I don't trust magic I don't know what I'm doing in this city I want to go home If you help us we can help you get home You don't know where home is for me Where is home for you then? (sighs) Just cross the ocean. Through the portal! Uh, uh, I'll
2: just just tell him, you know what? As far away as your
1: home is, I bet I'm from farther. Farther? (laughs) Distance is just a concept. I don't even have a home, truly.
2: You have no idea how right you are about that. Oblivion is your home!
3: you sure you're okay? Do you need to go to the toilet or something? <laughs> and be careful though, that tower guy really watches you Believe the- <laughs>
1: really me, I have been to the hyperbolic toilet. <laughs> uh, two mi- a two minute shift in the hyperbolic toilet takes ten years in real life. God, <laughs> ah, he seems
3: worth it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> May as well have told it. <laughs> A poo in time. The <laughs> memoirs.
2: The memoirs of Kor. <laughs> okay. uh, Core. if you can't uh. help us, if you don't want to help us, I'm not gonna make you, but I will be forced to do something that nobody wants.
1: Are you gonna kill my kitten? No, <laughs> I have no reason to want to hurt your kitten. Well, you said you're gonna do something that nobody wants, and nobody wants to kill my kitten.
3: I think that's fair. I don't... I don't want to kill a kitten. How about you, Theron? Why
4: would you kill my kitten? Killing is beyond me a little bit. (laughs) Why?
2: Not the kitten. kitten. Why Why would you kill kill my kitten? Yeah, Klein, why would you? (laughs) You (laughs) monster. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the real big bad evil guy in my campaign.
2: Klein the kitten killer. Yeah, <laughs> Plot twist. You fool! <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to kill your kitten. I, he is adorable and fluffy and fluffy and adorable.
1: Where is no. he? Did he come with us in the hyperbolic time chamber? I'm not sure. If you think you would have held on to him. He's my special boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, I've received an
1: offer for this page of this book. Uh, can you read it to me? The I, page? Uh, I, I, uh, I can't read.
3: Well, that's okay. Not many people can, you know.
1: Well, uh, I mean, can
2: you all read? I can read, but my daedric is a little rusty. I, oh, it's no, daedric. I can't read. Uh, really? You seem like an educated type. <laughs> yes, I have to read a lot of things, and I kind of, you know. You you know, uh, video game knowledge tends to kind of leak out when other more important things are taking place.
1: I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm new to magic. What are, uh, video games? Not magic. They're not magic? No. Other than
2: that that my previous statement that says any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. But no, they're not not magic. Uh, They're just a, a means of passing the time. Um... I could I could go in and and, and, and uh, explain the, the, the concept of of uh, fictional worlds and and uh, their correlation with this world, but it would take a lot of time and effort. Needless to say, that even though I have never been personally through an oblivion gate or to any of the realms that are normally directly associated with them, I am familiar with what they are. I'm familiar with what's on the other side, and I will storm the gates of Maroon's Dagon's home if I have to to get to get
1: Aura back. We all will. I admire your resolve, Sir Klein. Kleinman. Climb
3: the stern. Oh
1: Thor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I just like <laughs> No. Just
0: just no. Okay, so you, you have got kind of a partial consent there. So what would you, would you like hand him the page? Would you hold it up? Would you, what, what would you be doing?
2: I will be gripping it like iron fisted and hold it up and show it to him, but I'm not letting this thing go.
1: Okay. Uh, let me, let me uh, try my best here. Uh, give me a second. My reading is non-existent.
3: <laughs> do you need some help?
1: No, I can do it. Okay. I can do it's... it. Let me let me read it. Um, it, so says, are you gonna... it 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 says, So, no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> uh... Your job's coke. You're broke. Your love that. life's DOA. <laughs> it's... Or... Would you like, like to know what it actually says? Always <laughs> stuck in second. uh... G- it was like gear, gear. When has been, <laughs> been your way, your week, your month, or even your year? But I know that word. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. For... You. That's what it says. I'm like, and I'll just look, I,
2: I'll just, I'll just look at him, and I'll be like, I don't think the Rembrandts have anything to do with <laughs> the plate of Oblivion. But right, that, that's not what it says. While I applaud your efforts, and I am very, very fond of that song, if that's what it says, then... I'm going to very much rethink my opinions
1: of her <laughs> I mean, it, it, it seems like a fairly uplifting message to me. It I does,
2: which seems to be very much at odds with the individual that I believe is responsible for this page's
1: existence. Huh. It seems like if somebody would have written a sitcom of a bunch of people <laughs> living together in the early 90s and, like, I don't know, that I mean, those lyrics would have fit well for that. Oh, absolutely! I, I concur one hundred
2: percent, and I, I am I'm I very very fond of early '90s sitcoms. What However,
1: are you talking about? I think I have a cantrip called Friends. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> oh
0: god! I'm oh god! I have no words. <laughs> <I> cringe level. <laughs> I know. Well, like. I, I don't even know how to rate that that dad joke pun thing. I, I physically took psychic damage as the
1: DM. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, just kidding. My cantrips are Eldritch Blast and... <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
0: So... That miraculous segue, what actually screams through your head when you look at the page is what burns through your head translates in common as Kenqueralis, the desolation.
1: Okay, Kenqueralis.
0: So uh, this creature means absolutely nothing. Well, go ahead and roll me a history check. You may have heard.
1: History... Well, that is a nine.
0: A nine. You remember hearing the Desolation somewhere, but you can't quite remember where. It's some folk tale, some story to scare children, something. But you remember the Desolation being a title for somebody, but you don't remember who. Okay. And then the rest says that basically an Oblivion Gate lies within his territory. Okay. Okay. Would you just repeat that back to them, or what would
1: you do? He heard it in his head. Yes. Yeah, he's. I mean, I just, I just met all these people. I'm not repeating anything. Okay.
0: So you just see him take the paper, and like he he winces just for a second, and like it seems like something just like screamed at him, or he just uh, was uh, shoved or hit or some some sort of bodily jerk spasm. Uh, but just for a second, then he stands back up.
2: Hmm. And I was looking, I'm like, I got a feeling that you are very much the
1: opposite of not all there. What are you talking about? I'm right here.
2: <clears throat> I think you've got a passenger riding along in your head.
1: Nope. No passenger. Just core. All, I'm all core right here. I think the lady doth protest too much. And that is a 14 deception.
0: Inside check climb. And anybody plus, else that wants to?
2: Uh, 16 plus a bonus of minus one. You you know the only thing that is all core about
0: him is his remarkable abs. I mean, they, they are stunning.
1: <laughs> I, got, I got dick abs for days. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Who's in there with you? I don't know. I don't know. There's, so this page...
2: You I'm willing to bet that uh, a small group of people who've lost someone very close would go a very long way to help out anyone who helps them achieve their goals. Take the page! And I was like... But if you try to hurt us... Then... I would be willing to set myself back well, to hurt anyone who tries to hurt me.
1: Well, believe me, I <clears throat> I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm just trying to get rid of this curse. If you
2: help <sighs> us, if you help us solve this problem, we will help you. Do you know how to
1: destroy it?
2: Not yet.
3: I'm sure a good bear trap would destroy it. I
0: have officially, uh, demanded that any of Danderbin's booby traps now be called booty traps because they're all <laughs> bear butt traps. <laughs>
1: D- uh Danderbin. Is that right? Danderbin? That's your name? Sure. Do you have a trap on you? I have many traps on me. Well... And let's try. He set opens his trap. trench coat <laughs> okay. and they all
0: clatter to the ground.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Set your trap. Yeah. Let's try and destroy it. I set my bear trap. Kor walks forward and outstretches his hand and opens it and the crystal floats above his hand and he pushes it down towards the trap to the point where it's hovering. Right in the, uh, closing point, I guess is what I would call it. All right. Well, you've got to, you
3: got to have some pressure in there. So maybe just put your other arm in and press down on the little pressure plate. And... Uh, well, I mean, it's.
0: Yeah, I would say you'd be able to like, you know, hold it right in that, that jaw, uh, clamping point and you can kind of put your foot, you know, underneath where the jaws would kind of clamp at, you know, tilt it just a little bit and step on it, and it can close on that gem if you want. Yep. Alright, so you go ahead and do that. It slams close off of it, and you see, Brayden, that two of the steel teeth that touch the gem snap off, and it just kind of closes around it. No. Oh, it's just like uh... that point in Lord of the Rings!
3: <laughs> 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 and Brayden, you could, it isn't destroyed. You could take it back and use it again. Okay. I, re- I open it back up. And I sort of looked at Thorin, and I'm like, "Could you fix this maybe later for me?"
4: I take a quick glance at it, and yeah, I could probably fix.
3: Awesome. All right. Well, it didn't get destroyed, as you can clearly tell. All right. So then, um, Core, your your amulet would be
0: really doing a whole lot, or not your amulet, your bloodstone. As far as like its feedback and stuff since you you heard that phrase in your head uh, it would pretty much be laying dormant not calling to you not screaming even the kind of insist uh insistent uh go for the page thing is, is you know dying down just a little bit now that you're kind of stuck in here and you feel almost a bit of a separation from it uh it, it's gradually getting further and further from your mind not like you lose it completely but like it's it's weakening almost.
1: Okay. I think Kor just sits down and just like lowers his head and looks back up at everybody and he says, I am I am so sorry. This is not me. I came into contact with the stone in my home world and came here in search of the Mages Guild to help me find a solution to destroy this thing and I I don't know anything about magic but all of a sudden having this thing with me all of a sudden I can cast magic and I don't I don't know how to control it I don't know what to do with it and I just want to go home I just want to go home back to my family that is all that I want We'll help you do all of those things Can I trust you? Absolutely. I you're uh... Your tone of voice, I, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or <laughs> if you really mean it.
3: That's the beauty of it, neither do I.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bring out the rest of you that's prepared like, you never know if he's actually being sarcastic or not.
2: Danderbin is a true... He's, he's, he's been a valuable friend to me since just about the day I got here. And... Made. I would put my life friends? I'd put my life in his hands. Whoa, 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 that's a lot
1: of responsibility. <laughs> but I accept it, of course. <laughs> I I I've had friends back home. I made a friend on my way over here. His name was Lin. He helped me get out of a very tough spot with the pirate ships and Then I got to the Mage's Guild, and I thought I made a friend with Mage Shard. I, he was a cat man, and I tried to make him a, you know, a a feathery toy. He didn't like that because apparently cat people don't like cat toys. I don't know. I. This is, all got- new. this is all new to me.
0: You guys would know that that's extremely racist.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: uh, I don't see why he didn't like it. That sounds amazing.
1: Head <laughs> on head, is not racist. He's just ignorant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't hate anybody. He's just ignorant.
3: Maybe it needs to be bigger and more flashy. <laughs> perhaps with
1: little lasers that go off until... (laughs) Danderbin, I don't know you, but I like where your head is at. I will take that into consideration for next time.
2: (laughs) No, Danderbin, please don't.
1: I've heard about the (laughs) a few
3: cats that chase around Eldritch
1: Grass, so I think you've got that covered. Korra pulls pulls out a, uh, a piece of parchment and a quill from his pack and starts scribbling on it. It doesn't say anything, but he's mouthing the words: lasers. bigger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> did Danovin just incite more racism? <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah. So, Core, uh,
0: you're you're as you're kind of relaxing and letting go of some of that rage and stuff like that. You start to kind of lose that compulsion from your patron and stuff and it's getting really weird how little he's contact.
1: okay um, so yeah, like he's just getting more relaxed and starting to act like his normal self.
2: I like this core
1: I'm just <laughs> just wrapping my head around all
2: of it considering that I don't have any new information to dwell on as far as you know the the, the page. I've just kind of been watching, you know, Core's general demeanor change, and you know, just seeing that 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 something there is a little bit neat.
0: Go ahead then and give me a perception check, and I'll actually give you advantage on this, because I'll tell you why after you
2: roll it. That is a seventeen.
0: A seventeen. So as you've been watching his really chill attitude, you notice that the hand that's touching the page starting to feel like like sore almost, and he, his really chill attitude is at an exact counter to your growing tension right now. And you look down at your hand like, what the hell is going on? And you see you are white-knuckled, pressing your fingers together so tightly on that page that it is beginning to hurt your fingertips.
2: As I noticed that, like, I didn't think I was holding onto it that hard. Uh just put it back in my bag for now. You kind of as you let it go, like
0: you unlock your fingers kind of from that grip and and they really ache and but the feeling of that tension is gone.
2: <clears throat> we got a bowl of ice. Just to holler at Th- Thorin. Thorin, is there any ice in the freezer? Uh, let me check.
4: Is there some ice, Robert?
0: You you find a, uh, no ice, but you find a bag of frozen peas that works just about as
4: well. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There's a weird burlap bag of (laughs) (laughs) peas in here. Uh, What if I I borrow that for a couple minutes? Sure. I toss him a burlap bag full of peas.
2: Frozen peas,
1: where I come from, we call it yellow snow cones. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh God!
1: <laughs> there, damn oh, it! Man. Not not,
2: not, not PEPs. <laughs> oh, right.
1: oh, yes, um, cultural gap. Yes. No
2: okay. I like your cultural gap. Oh man! All right. So, <laughs> Klein, go ahead and roll me an
0: Arcana check because I know that there's a lot that's kind of you, you, you've studied into this a little bit and you've got drawn a lot of conclusions from core. Uh, that is a 17 for Arcana as well. Okay, 17 for Arcanic. You get the definite feeling that there is some sort of uh, one connection between Core's magic and uh, that page or whatever. Uh, You also believe that the page has probably got some sort of, not an essence in it, but being within close proximity of Core's item, it's got kind of a resonance with Core. So them being in closer proximity is causing this page to become much more reactive.
2: I'm going to thinking about that. Um, I was like, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a walk, and I'm just gonna go just. just <laughs> Gravity just, increases to uh, continues ah! to increase until you're
0: super small over a power level of nine thousand. Like, ah! God! <laughs> <laughs> Your hair turns yellow and stands up. Five um, <laughs> <God>, episodes
2: later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'll just kind of you know walk off as as. Fu- I figure I can walk a, a fair distance, but you know I, I want to get a good, good, fair, put yeah. a fair amount of space between us. Just kind of as I'm going, just every once in a while, looking over my shoulder and and you know as long as I can, just to see you know what what how 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 everything's going over in their neck of the woods.
0: Yeah, you see that core is definitely getting you know more relaxed, but you're you're not sure exactly if that's you know causation or just a coincidence. It, it, it's he seems to be continuing to get more relaxed at a steady pace. Now, the further you get away from him, it, it still feels like there's that link there, that that slight draw, but it doesn't feel as reactive as it did before. Like you almost thought the page was going to do something, but it never did. And as you get further away, that that paranoia and suspicion kind of drops off. That it might just be a page again Hmm.
2: Cause I know there is way more to to this 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 uh, sheaf of flesh than than meets the eye, <clears throat> but also I know you know, seeing that that, that that kind of you know their their proximity causing as much problem as it is. Um, I will holler at, at Dandy, just, just yell out, Dandy, can I borrow you for a minute? Sure. I walk over. Can you? Can you? Do me a favor and hold on to this. Stay right here, but hold on to this, and I will hand him the the the, 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 the skin page.
3: Oh, sure. You I put a glove on. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you put a glove right, on, it's I, like... I'll,
2: actually, well, I'll, I'll just... It's in, my, it's in my little satchel, so I'll hand him the satchel that has the, the page in it. But I
0: won't. Oh, okay, yeah, so you didn't make the, actual contact with it.
2: Better, that's, a, that's a better idea, because I know he's always been kind of iffy about it so I'll just hand him my bag and like hold on to this for me real quick Uh, just stay right here I'll be right back
3: okay standing here
2: and I will I will go back and and as as, as I as I get back I'll I'll sit next to ish core you know leaving leaving the um, um, you know good 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 about foot between us and I will I will ask him like do you I'm not going to ask you what it was. I'm not going to ask you what you saw, what you heard, what you smelled, what you tasted, what you may have felt. I'm just going to ask, do you remember what was written on that page?
1: Uh, Off the top of my head, no. But maybe, maybe if I looked at it, maybe if I touched it, I might recall something. I don't know.
2: Right, I'm gonna, oh, My I'm life low. is
1: very strange lately. I remember things, but well, uh, no, that's, so that's perfectly okay. Fuzzy.
0: Yeah, would you would you be uh, lying to him, or would that do, are you?
2: No,
1: like, that honestly, is, that is that is truthful.
2: I want to try something. I am a fan of experimentation. I will wander back over to uh, uh, Danderbin. Now we'll sit down in the middle of our of the the, the massive white expanse, and I will copy the text that is scribbled on the on the on the skin page onto just a regular sheet of parchment with regular normal ink, just you know, basically writing down the letters as, as they appear as closely as I can.
0: As the final line of the glyph comes to its conclusion, the paper explodes. Give me a deck save, Kleinenstern and Jeez. If you were close enough to him, would you sit down right next to
2: Danderben! Oh, Dander. Yeah, I'd okay. just be hanging out. <laughs>
3: that's, a, uh, 17. Uh,
2: that's a seven. That's a seven.
3: Okay.
0: Okay, so Dandy, you're gonna take, uh, well, Klein, you're gonna take 22 points of damage.
2: That knocks me unconscious. Danderbin, you take
0: 11 and get blasted, both of you back in the direction of the, uh... Uh, area as this huge concussive wave just slams into you guys.
2: Yeah, I, ah! I'm down.
0: You guys all see this happen oh, as Ragdoll Stern oh. goes flying through the air, and, and we're talking like the terrible early 2000 Nintendo 64 type graphics of these <laughs> ragdolls. Oh,
1: hell yeah! Core runs in.
0: He's trying to help. Okay, you run over, you're able to kind of slap Klein awake before he has to make death-saving throws. Uh, Danderbin, it definitely stung, and he's able to help get you to your feet. The page is still tightly clutched in Klein and Stern's hand.
2: I'll put it back in my bag. That did not work out at all the way I had intended. What did you do? I wrote what was on that page on normal paper, normal non-explosive, non-combustive just standard, run-of-the-mill, right off of the shelf in the library, in the in the supply closet parchment. You copied it. Almost. Don't. I, copy I figured it. that much out.
0: Yeah, go ahead and roll me an Arcana check, uh, client and Start.
2: That is a fourteen.
0: Fourteen. You're pretty sure it had something to do with a name, a true name, summoning sigil, all in one kind of a thing which would be uh, invocative of very powerful beings, but you can't recall what kind of beings that would be.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, uh, definitely not gonna try that again. Uh, that, well, as you can clearly see, just about killed me.
3: So, uh... I mean, I had been handling my many pounds of explosives around you lately. Perhaps (laughs) some of it dribbled out onto the paper, which caused an a very sudden explosion. Like, I, I, That's the only logical explanation, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just words on a skin sheet.
2: I'll just pat him on the shoulder and be like, "Yes, Danderman, that is exactly what it is." Um, and then I'll look up a coroner. Problem like, solved. Public, like, core. There's a name on that page, isn't there?
1: Uh, uh, I I suppose there is. Hmm. What
3: is the name? <laughs>
1: Kangor Largriff, the Desolation.
0: Thorun and Danderman, oh, I guess all three of you, go ahead and make history checks. Thorun, you would have advantage.
3: Uh, 20, non-natural. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, 17. I love how Dandy knows what this is. <laughs> yeah. Dandy's been around oh, for like
0: 800
2: years. Yeah,
0: Thorun? <laughs> uh, 16. 16, okay. Dandy's not that old. No, so, uh... Clanstern and Thorun, you both remember that that is the name of an uber super powerful god type beast, a beast of absolute power and cr- like crazy godlike abilities. Uh, Meta terms, this is a Trask, is what we're going with. But I'm not going to take the 100 D and D version. I found a really cool homebrew for a god beast type thing based off of some different animes. Uh, I'll. Posted up in the links at some point. So you would know that it is this crazy, deific beast creature from stories that you had heard. Danderbin, you would have recalled that all of those stories
3: came from the Kang Islands to the Far East. Oh, man, I swear. I swear I've heard during my nightly readings, of course. I read many texts. Uh, Back in the Shadowed Cleft, I'd used to go to the library nightly and. Get a book, anyways. Uh, I've heard about this name from the Kang Islands. It's like some monster, horrific beast creature. You know this name? I mean,
1: yeah, I've read about it, sure. Yeah. I, I only know the name. I, I don't, I don't know what it belongs to. But
3: would I know specifically more? Like what? Like I, I Brayden know. About the King Isles uh, and what is there? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, go ahead and actually, if you did announce that it was from the King Islands, uh, all of you can roll uh, probably a history check um, if you have it, or I'd accept probably history or Arcana. Uh, and Virgil, you would have advantage on that as well, being a noble kind of a person. You would know these stories, especially of great kingdom-crushing beasts. That's I got a natural 20. 20
2: for a 21. For oh yeah. a 21, Arcana. <laughs> Virgil, you get uh, With advantage,
4: a 5. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Virgil, I rolled a 1 and a 2.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, Venus. The natural 20, you, you used to, like, sing this parable in the shower every morning, and, like, you've got the full story tattooed across your back, and, like, you know everything about the Kang legends. So the <laughs> Kang, uh... The long name, it got shortened to Kang so everybody could pronounce it, but he was known as the Desolation, and he was a god-beast-type creature that roamed the lands and and uh, brought fear upon the nation. He was kind of a walking natural disaster, huge creature, and nobody was able to bring him down. He seemed immortal every time he was struck down, his flesh would regenerate, regenerate couldn't be set alive, couldn't be anything, poisoned, whatever. You would know that this creature uh, roamed the Kang Islands and the unified kingdoms in the north, eventually they unified in order to drive this beast Kang to the southernmost reaches of the continent and all of the most powerful magicians and magic users blew up this mountain called Endpoint Mountain, just blew up the landscape and separated the two continents from each other. Uh, with that massive force, and Kang, as large as his body is, cannot swim and cannot breathe underwater kind of a thing, so he's trapped on this very large island before he was eventually pinned down and used as a natural resource. Okay,
3: well, I will sing the shower song that I did every month <laughs> to recite all of that information to everyone.
0: I like to think that you could only do it if like, somebody was like pouring their flask over you, you know, that make it super realistic. <laughs> Yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, horrible god beast of horrible power, just kind of hanging out on an island, now currently being used as a natural. That sounds like a horrible idea! Who in their right mind would do something like that? Yes, rather. And I do wonder wait, this thing.
3: Wait, is this tied to the disappearances?
2: My guess. I, I'm just, I'm just spitballing mm-hmm. here. The disappearances are tied to my personal opinion. At least one, if not more. I'm guessing probably two or three of the Daedric Princes that probably want them in co- in, in, in conjunction with Kang for something super horrible. Wait, they are going to awaken the god. Beast. I'm thinking they want to do more than just awaken him. I'm thinking they want, and to they're he- going to feed Aura to the god beast. I think that that would that would probably be the least of Aura's problems.
3: They're getting snacks for this creature.
2: I, I have a sneaking hunch they want to do more than just awaken the beast. Okay, well, how, how how you're so smart? Tell me how are we going to stop them? Well, option the first would be cut off all ties that they have with this world
3: and okay seems simple easy and, good. And,
2: and you know just basically prevent them from being able to influence any aspect of this plane of existence or and once again just spitballing here it won't actually probably help us get aura back right away but probably set their plans back a bit and give us some some time option the second would be to kill a god
3: that, that doesn't
2: sound too bad, I mean. Think of
3: all the powerful friends we have. Do you remember Arpeggio? <laughs> she is tough. <laughs> she could probably fight that god on her own, honestly, I don't know.
2: Is, it, is Sneaking hunches either that, or they want us to kill the god beast because it's somehow stopping them from doing that?
3: Huh. Oh. Maybe the god beast is our defender somehow. So we need to awaken the god beast
2: to fight <laughs> the
3: Dedric princes.
2: The ultimate battle of ultimate destiny. Don't, don't, you know, let's, let's, let's put a pin in that.
3: All right. <laughs> he literally pulls out a pin, tries to <laughs> stick it somewhere. We'll <laughs> be back in two seconds. And, all right. Thorin and core, do you have any ideas? I mean, yeah, all this talk about fighting gods and stuff's pretty
1: cool, but any other ideas would be pretty good too. Well, as far as fighting gods go, I wouldn't do that.
3: Can these Daedric
1: Princes Mm. enter our world? Well, Daedric Princes are kind of, sort of, as far as my knowledge goes, already in this world. Oh, I
3: was thinking maybe they'd
1: have cults
3: or something that we would have to go and then maybe they're the, the sort of fingers of the operation, if you will. And perhaps if we go and stop them, then the true tinkering and behind-the-scenes work can't
1: get into play. They probably do have a number of cults I'm going to level with you guys. You're a cultist. This artifact that I have... I'm not a cultist. This artifact that I have is the result of a Daedric Prince. What? This red stone. He holds his hand out, and the red crystal floats above his hand and kind of pulsates a little bit I'll just slowly raise my hand is it all of them or just a few? I don't know. All I know is that when we get out of this hyperbolic time chamber you should probably just steer clear of me Will we made, or no, Cor
2: I cannot be held
1: responsible for what can happen to you Core, we made you a it's promise. Right, I'll just handcuff myself to you again. <laughs> We're gonna help you, Core.
2: And if it's... If all of the Daedric Princes are... Are here, exerting their influence over people, then we could actually potentially use that to our advantage.
1: I don't... I don't know if it's all of the Daedric Princes. All I know is that this... Thing. This fucking bastardized thing... Is here. And it has an influence over me, and I want it gone. I want it gone.
3: Maybe if we went to like somewhere in the temple district, we
2: could have it exercised from you. I'll slowly raise my hand again. Yes. Gathering information. Cor do you know which Daedric Prince is responsible for that crystal?
1: Boethia. Oh
2: fudge biscuits. Um <laughs> No, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I, good. I, have I don't to, have to put the explicit rating on this one. No, uh, 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 Boethia has a very strong rivalry with uh, which one is it? Um, uh, 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 Azura and Mephala. Uh, no, um, so there is so so one thing that that is very important to know about the danger Princes is it's generally accepted that a handful of them are not entirely evil. Oh, that's nice. And the ones who aren't can many times be at odds with the ones who are. So I think our best bet is probably... I know this is going to sound crazy, y'all. To fight a cult, you have to join a cult. I'm not saying so much join a cult but maybe find out if Azura has any presence here. All right, sure, sure. And after that
0: admission and that big trust exercise and everything, uh, you you would have noticed uh, that the door has become slightly, like the seam is there. It isn't open or anything for everybody to see, but uh, the door you can tell is now exitable. Uh, after, you know, you guys have calmed down, you've shared that trust, and you've kind of entered into this alliance uh, with each other. The power of friendship conquers all. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have more questions than what I came in here with, and very few answers to anything, but you know what? I think this has been a successful
2: talk. Okay. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I, I, we have gained a lot of insight. We have made some promises. We have. There, there's been a lot of a lot of knowledge gained. Um, and I think right now, or I think I think going forward, our next big step is to learn more about uh Kangor. Figure out what, 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 the what Boethia might want with Kangor.
3: Yes, that's a good idea.
2: And figure out if we need to protect the God Beast, slay the God Beast, or find some other means of... Or awaken the God Beast. (laughs) Or or awaken the God Beast. Figure out what they want with it, and that might be our best way of stopping that. It still doesn't... It gets us a little bit closer to potentially finding Aura... But knowing that it's Boethia, we're going to run into a lot of problems. Now that we've pretty much discovered all we can from that page, should we go and give it to the Necromancer? No, we do not give it to the Necromancer.
3: All right, all right. I mean, we could have learned some pretty cool stuff.
2: We could have learned some pretty cool stuff, and we could have given a horrible thing horrible more power. Um, I Part of me wants to see if I can't destroy this page, but part of me also thinks we might be able to use it as a bargaining chip. Hmm. I love a good bargain. Speaking of which, should we go shopping? What time is it outside now?
0: Outside, uh, you guys open the doors and head out? Oh, no, that's right. It does say what the the time was, uh, on the outside world. Only a couple of minutes have passed. You guys have been in here for half an hour, maybe an hour at the most, probably. Just enough
3: time to get cookies baked and everybody munch. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. We need to come back in here more often. I don't have very long left. Yeah. The ancient, dwarven cook- ancient dwarven cookie recipes are definitely what I'd
0: want yes. for my last meal.
2: <laughs> I will happily have some ancient dwarven cookies, but I'll be like, do you guys want to see something crazy cool?
1: Sure. Yes. Then I will just
2: follow me to the cafeteria.
1: <laughs> okay. You okay. made the march outside? Come guess, along, Henry. Let's go.
3: <laughs> this is bits- biscuits and gravy. Oh, <laughs> <swear to> God.
0: <laughs> we all you all follow him out. The voice of the tower is shaking their head when you exit, uh, because I don't even think uh, Kleinert would slow down. I think he's still got the one arm in the air, leading I do
2: uh, <laughs> all the way up the stairs, and you get to the cafeteria. And I'll, as we're walking over, guys, what would you like to eat? Hmm. You would have
0: already discovered this core uh, if, if you would have eaten a meal in the Mage's Tower. You would have already discovered this.
1: Yep, just a chicken, no seasoning. Is that what you're imagining right now? Yep, just a chicken.
0: Okay, you like see a, one appear? Like just a mm-hmm.
1: bit roast chicken.
0: Yeah, that's things. exactly what appears. The the uh little cubby that it was stored has a little bit of a red glow underneath almost as if those embers or coals are still you know underneath of it you see it spinning in there and and everything right
2: there Uh, I'm thinking 3 fried catfish fillets with hush puppies and fries and a big tall glass of iced tea and it whoops into existence in the little cubby
1: what, wow. it, 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 what are uh, hushed puppies? I was like, so. Why no... are you eating Silence Dog babies?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just, I pick one up and I'm like, it's more or less fried bread dough? How do you. Know I was you? about to say,
3: I imagine you picking up a dog with like tape over its mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: no nope, I, will, I, will, I will pick up one of the hushed puppies and I will hand it to Cor and I'll be like, there is no meat in it. Uh, how
1: do you fit a tiny dog into this small ball of brown?
2: By the way, there is corn in these hush puppies as well.
1: Oh, corn. Really sad, that I, that I That I do understand. Corn. It's basically yes.
2: bread and corn fried.
1: <laughs> I will
3: try and get my hands on some delicious fried sturge wings <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps some oryx milk
0: okay you you see all of that appear what color milk would that be I'd say probably like a dark gray. Oh, yes. You see this dark gray liquid in there that he is sipping upon and these wonderful looking wings that remind you a lot of something that you would have found back in your home, uh, Kleinenstern. Thorin, are you going to have your... like
3: in the shadow cleft.
0: Yes. Virgil, are you going to have any dwarven food or anything like that before I wrap this montage up?
4: (laughs) I will have a turkey leg and a cold, frosty beer. Oh, God, that actually sounds really good. Um... So you guys are able to, after
0: that discovery, all sit down and Klein and Stern continues to horrify all of our international guests with all sorts of Americanized delicacies that sound horrific. What is so
2: bad about fried catfish?
0: No, not that. The hush puppies.
2: Absolutely (laughs) nothing. Oh, 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 horrifying names. I'll I'll give you the hush puppies.
0: Okay, so you are uh, able then to enjoy the hospitality of the Mage's Guild for the rest of that evening, unless you're going to go meet with the Necromancer.
2: Nope, I, I think we, we decide. I have a feeling that we've gotten better, more better information out of a more trustworthy source. Uh, don't want to... The Necromancer can go pound sand.
3: <laughs> we could just go get Arpeggio to go pound him. She did seem pretty keen on beating him up, (laughs) if I remember correctly. (laughs) I know, that's what I'm trying to segue to.
0: So you guys are then able to um, very easily take the rest that you need to kind of brainstorming session until you guys kind of pass out for the night after having gotten a full meal of pretty much whatever you wanted. So you wake up the next morning and uh, Arpeggio was out pretty much that whole day before Uh, Arpeggio, what would you have done after separate, I mean that night before, uh, what would you have done after you kind of separated from the rest of the group uh, when they headed uh, over to the mages guild to wrap up what would you have done for the rest of that evening
5: Uh, Arpeggio would have reported back to the fighters guild and make a report on what happened uh, (laughs) in previous a few hours before that Alright, yeah,
0: you're able to go back, you make a very detailed report on what was happening and what is continuing to happen and the Fighters Guild greatly alarmed by by a revenant showing up within the city and them being kind of the main uh, security force, I guess for the city itself uh, they're extremely wary of that and they tell you to report back to the Mages Guild after you've had a chance to take a short rest or something, you know, whatever you need to do to get patched up, uh, go back and uh, find them and see, Or er, no wait, the next morning. Excuse me. Uh, they tell you to go ahead and take the rest of the night off, get a long rest, and report to your group of friends in the morning to continue investigating what is going on with this. So I'm assuming you do all of that. Go back. Oh, go ahead.
5: Um, probably you maybe at some point Arpeggio would be going to an apothecary, because suddenly she started sneezing.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so you are able to then go to the apothecary. Uh, they try to help you out the best they can, a little bit confused, but you know they, they help you out the best they're able to. And then do you call it the end of the night there? Mm-hmm. Alright, so then you wake up the next morning uh, fairly early, as you know your friends are prone to do and you meet the group out front uh, as they are exiting the Mage's Guild in the morning. So guys, you would have woken up. uh, Bruce decided that you probably should get back with Arpeggio and figure out uh, what happened there, uh, make sure that they were able to support or report back to the Mage's Guild, and uh, then bring her back on board with the rest of the group. So you guys all run to each other uh, out front there. Uh, Guys, would you update... Uh, arpeggio on everything that Core said, introduce Core, that kind of happy, fun stuff? Of course. Alright. So you guys are able to get that done. Klein, uh, would you talk to Arpeggio about trying to destroy this or are you going to just hold on to it
5: right now?
2: I think for now we're just going to hold on to it. um, Partially because I'm not sure if it can be destroyed. And partially because I feel like having it in our back pocket as... A, like I said, a, a, a bit of a bit of leverage is might come in handy later. All right. So you're uh, holding
0: on to it. I'm assuming not making contact with it, uh, leaving it in a bag, correct? Right?
2: No. After all that, all that, all that nonsense, I've got it pretty well. Uh, like I said, the last bit of handling I would have done with it was, you know, rolling it up and oh, then yeah. wrapping it in leather and then wrapping it in cloth. <laughs> wedging it into the bottom of it, of my bag.
0: All right. Uh, so you're able to, uh, uh, keep that, uh, kind of under wraps and it. it doesn't seem to have the influence that it did when it was that close to you. Uh, so you still feel kind of that pressure of course presence, but, uh, you don't, it, it isn't as uh, bad as it was before. So what would you guys like to do from here after updating, uh, each other on everything and after Klein and Stern subjects everybody to the delicious horror that is biscuits and gravy and then having to do lots of walking after a full, heavy breakfast.
2: I would have had (laughs) grits. So Um.
0: what would you guys like to do from there? You've uh, obviously still got a little bit of time before the, uh, oh no, you had until dawn. So the Necromancer would have, uh, that deal would now be null and void. Uh, you would know that that all, that new information about the princes, danger princes, uh, and that would be about
3: it. All right. I mean, we could definitely go do some research.
2: <laughs> Last time I went to the library with this thing, <laughs> I got attacked by a revenant.
1: Well, I've never been to a library. Wait, what? I've never been to a library. I can't read. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a, I'm a what? Wait.
3: Uh, don't don't worry, you're not missing much. I do have a little bit of personal matters to deal with today, if that's at all possible, that I could go off on my own. Is there anywhere I could meet you back to uh, reconvene?
2: Go for it. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take my chances with Revenants in the library again. Just scream really loud if another one appears. Yeah, I
1: mean... If there's reverence in the library, I I can't let you go to I can't let you go alone, friend Klein.
2: I appreciate that, Corey. You are more than welcome to join me. I may even you know we may even see if we can't do some a bit of reading instruction. Oh, well. Huh. I mean, if 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 you are inclined to learning a, a a a new skill, it's I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not going to force the written word upon you. <sighs> Inclined. (laughs) Thank you for saying it. I thought it (laughs) was... Oh, oh. mistakes have been made.
3: (laughs) Would I be able to go off and sell a few things, Bob?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you guys could do kind of whatever you wanted. You could all agree to meet back at noon or whatever, or uh, later on in the evening, kind of whatever you wanted to do.
2: What say you I was going to say, what say you we meet at Hamish's Sandwiches at noon? Sounds delicious. All right, so what do you want to try and
3: sell? Uh, I've got Brewer's Supplies and Smith's Tools, which I don't use. Okay, you can go ahead and sell those at 50% they're worth right away, or
0: if you want to roll me a Charisma check real quick, we can uh, try and increase that a little bit. Uh, 12. Uh, 12. All right, so then... Yeah, you're able to get a little bit more. So go ahead and add uh, 10% onto that 50%. Okay, awesome. I guess 60, whatever's easiest for you to divide out. I'm not going to be super picky because it's
3: a few silver. <laughs> yeah. So I get 40 gold. 40 gold? Wait, okay, that doesn't, no, no, that doesn't sound right. Brewer's tools, I think. are 24. Yeah, there we go. Alright, then using that, would I be able to go to a uh, glass blower and commission them to make me a number of tiny spherical vials that I could put within my sling and huck at people? Yeah, very
0: easily. They would have already uh, kind of a stock of uh, uh, potion ammo. I know, I know there's another term for it, but the little potion ammo pieces uh bullets or whatever that you could use for your sling they would have a ready okay. stock of them and we'll go ahead and uh since it's glass blowing and that's a artisanal a, artist, a type skill we'll go ahead and say you get 10 for a
3: 10 for five silver awesome wonderful all right i will go about doing things with that on my own <laughs> okay anything else you want to hit real quick at it for uh, That's about it.
0: All right, so then what would you guys uh, be breaking up and doing or doing as a group?
1: Well, of course, going with Klein. Okay. Virgil, do you want to do anything on your own or Arpeggio?
5: Uh, Arpeggio was assigned to the group, so she would stick around for bodyguard duty, I suppose.
4: I might actually see if I can get passage back to the Fire Islands. Uh, or a portal to the Fire and see if I can't talk to the dwarves there and see if they know a little bit of anything about any of this stuff. You could actually go to the Mages Guild and, or to
0: the Tinker's Guild and use some of their far-talking technology or some of their, like, scrying-type services in order to communicate over very long distances a message.
4: You could do that if you wanted. It would be instantaneous. Well, I was hoping to kill two birds with one stone because I still have that one thing that I have to go back for. So you're able to use
0: the portal network to uh, jump back to the Fire Islands. Would you want to go into Talanarth itself? Yeah. Alright, you're able
4: to rocket through to Talanarth, uh very <clears throat> quickly. I'm going to be doing a run around. A lot of it's some of my personal mission stuff. But then I'll also go talk to the Soulforged and uh, talk with the council uh, and some of the other historians of the Fire Isles and see if I can't come up with any information about what's been going on. And relay some of the stuff from Port City to the dwarves, since they probably haven't heard much about it. Figured I'd come back and then spend a few downtime days in Talinar. Uh So yeah, you're able to then
0: uh, depart from the rest of the group. So then, uh, Kleinstein, Arpeggio, and Core, uh, what would you do in the library itself?
2: I would be, you know, doing a bit of a bit of digging into more of the lore behind Kengar, and you know, researching that angle a little bit because I wouldn't even know where to begin to figuring out, you know, what other Daedric princes have. Exerted their influence in the world, so you know figuring out more what's going on with Kangor might lead us to uh, a little bit more information on the other end as well.
0: Okay, so while you're doing the researching, uh, Klein Stern uh, or uh, uh, Arpeggio and Core, uh, you're kind of watching him, you know, pour over some of these books and tomes and and, and accessing these crystals of information uh, that that you're kind of. Getting a kind of a hair on the back of your neck standing up, uh, uh, somebody's watching me. You know, you're, you're getting that that kind of creepy feeling.
5: Arpeggio would be uh, once she feels that she would take a patrol ar- around the library, which I assume it was inside the library, right? Yeah, yeah. She would be making rounds, just checking if uh, nothing suspicious is around
0: okay as as you kind of do that you begin to notice uh that as you get further and further away from klein and stern your uneasiness lessens and as you get closer to him it, it gets uh you know you get more uneasy and that that feeling gets worse uh and it's 100 percent based upon that that proximity following him around the room hmm. core uh what what would you be doing i guess then while you're like you feel that creepy feeling, you know, of being watched and whatnot.
1: Um, I guess I would just be trying to roll a perception check to see if I notice any prying eyes or anything looking at us. Okay. Well, that's a natural 2.
0: A natural 2. You <laughs>
1: so I probably Yeah, I mean, even... for perception it's a 5 total.
0: So okay. Uh, you notice that that feeling of being watched um, as you're kind of looking around, whenever Klein is kind of in your eyesight, it, it feels uneasy. but other than that, you know it's just kind of you're not sure if that skin page and its reaction to you earlier is doing it or, or what exactly it is, but
1: you know it, it's just something feels off there. Guys, I don't I don't know what it is, but something feels off here.
5: I get the same feeling, but you can't really point my finger at it.
1: That's what I'm saying. I I, I don't understand what's going
0: on here. Would you I, say that to? That feeling. Yeah. Would you say that to Klein and Stern, like interrupt his research, or would you just talk to Arpeggio about that?
1: Yeah, he's saying it
0: out loud. Okay, Stern, go ahead and roll me a perception check with disadvantage.
2: I rolled a 7 and a 7 for a 6.
0: You don't notice that he's calling or talking. Like, you're busy researching. Like, well, you're not paying attention to anything else. These, these names and these words and this lore is, is too engrossing to pay attention. Core Arpeggio, you notice that Stern is paying you no mind whatsoever.
1: Core walks over to Klein at Cern and, <laughs> and slaps him on the back. And says, "Klein,
2: <laughs> oh, Core, what can I do for you? Something's not right. How not right?
0: <laughs> Klein, the, the, you, those names, the the other princes, and and you know things that you were being able to reference in the different, uh, um, I guess." Nah, I'm not going to cross mythologies. So it would be <laughs> just, you know, those kind of, Yeah, I'm like trying to... Because Azura is also the name of uh, other deity type things. But anyway, uh, so you're able to... Uh, you're able to kind of recall those almost on the tip of your tongue as you're talking to them and stuff. And, and they just got you back. You're remembering the words on the page and, they, and they're kind of drawing...
2: Uh, w- w- words, uh, on, on information... Um. <clears throat> Can be a little bit more specific as I kind of go back to flipping through pages? Uh,
1: I, I wish I could, but, hi, illiterate, I don't, I, it, it, some, something's watching us.
2: I'll close the book, put it back on the shelf, and just kind of slowly turn my head around the room, but try to, you know, that, that obviously not obvious, obviously looking but trying not to make it look obvious, seeing if anyone's watching. Yeah,
0: um, you guys kind of noticed that, though, in Kleinister you don't know this system, but Seth and Arpeggio, Ar, uh, Arpeggio, and Core, you noticed that, uh, turn, he did set it back on the, the, uh, library shelf or whatever, but he was really reluctant to let it go. Like, you noticed that he kind of halfway pulled it off the shelf back towards him as he went to set it down, almost like he didn't want to let go
1: of it. Um, could I make... Is there any sort of check that I can make uh, to see if it's similar to the type of feeling that Korra feels? You would 100% know that that's exactly what it is. No check. Klein? Yeah? Do not touch that book again. Duly noted.
2: I'll slowly back away. But like, that, that, that whole like, the like, eh, 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 like, like like a wino backing away from a bottle of booze. Go ahead and give me a charisma save. Uh, strike Uh, 19 plus 3 for a 22. Okay,
0: you 100% realize with a snap that your brain is being influenced, and there is only one thing that could be
2: influencing it. Um, guys, let's, uh, I'm gonna walk away out the door, and I'm going to put my bag in my room.
0: After about four steps, I need you to give me another charisma save.
1: Oh,
2: not quite as good. That's only a 20. And only a 20.
0: Alright, you you go to, you know, just step away from that book and all of a sudden, on whichever hip you're carrying that uh, uh, page in the uh, bag or whatever, you know, super wrapped up and all that kind of happy fun stuff, um, it, it kind of jerks you back. <laughs>
2: Uh, 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 Arpeggio, I need you Yeah, to take my bag.
5: Okay. I reach out for the bag.
2: Yeah, you're able to take it. Uh,
0: Klein and Stern, you don't want to let go of it, but, you know, Arpeggio, you're, you're able to get your hands on it. But he's just, when you go to, like, pull it away, he's just hanging on to it. He's not letting
5: it go. If you resist, I'm going to forcefully <laughs> pull it towards Please you.
2: do.
0: All right, go ahead and give me a strength contest, Klein and Stern, You have advantage.
2: Uh, With advantage, that's an eight.
5: <laughs> uh Bob. Yeah. Normal strength check or athletics or, or? Go ahead, and you can use athletics. Okay. A uh, total was a nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is a very close contest between the two of you. And arpeggio, you notice that uh, you have you kind of know what Klein's arm structure shape generally looks like. But when you tried to pull that away, he all of a sudden veins pop in, definition, super tone, <laughs> extra muscle, kind of a look to it. Uh, but you were able to pull it away. Now, Arpeggio, I need you to give me a Charisma Save. Uh,
5: 15.
0: A 15. You 100% just want to put this bag on and, you know, like, exactly like Kleinenstern had it, however, you know, casually it would be worn. You just kind of want to put that on and and keep it. You know, hold on to it. You know, obviously, Kleinenstern couldn't take care of it himself. You know, so
2: you'll, you'll watch it
5: yeah uh, i'll keep it it.
2: drop the bag you don't, you don't want to drop it i implore you drop the
5: bag i try to comply
0: go ahead and give me another charisma saving throw Uh,
5: total 21
0: yeah you're like no i gotta get this thing off and you like immediately try to take it off and you
5: you're successful
0: (laughs) you throw it in the air
5: yeah, by one of the shelves.
0: All right. As it hits one of the shelves, the tight wrapping that you had put around that page all of a sudden splits. And I'm going to say, because I don't know what else is in the bag, uh, it, it, it kind of shoots the bag down and out and doesn't destroy whatever's in it. As this scroll of paper unfurls and begins to expand... All of a sudden, this red, fiery glow emanates from this page, and these letters and text rearrange themselves, and small, impish, elemental-looking creatures rocket out, and the flesh page begins then to curl in on itself, slowly uh, falling apart. Go ahead and roll initiative. Uh,
5: is it supposed to do that? No, uh,
2: it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> it is not supposed to do that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, That's a decent initiative. That is a 17.
0: 13. four uh, you said 17?
2: Mm. Yes.
5: And uh, Arpeggio? That's an 20. Oh, man. Oh, nice. 22 total.
0: Awesome. All right. And uh, I rolled a whole five. So you guys are definitely going first. It'll go uh, arpeggio, core, and then uh, Klein and the enemies. So as we begin, you would have thrown it against a shelf. We'll call it uh, about ten feet away. We'll call it are these two tiny, not tiny, uh, small creatures about danderbin-sized creatures. <laughs> danderbin-sized. <laughs> yes, the official measuring unit of the uh, Arcadia. So, Arpeggio, what would you do upon seeing these two little fiery creature things?
5: Uh, how far are they? About 10 feet, we'll call it. Oh, 10 feet. Alright, so within reach. Yeah, I'm gonna be taking my battle standard and stab at one of them. Alright. Does a 15 hit? 15 does break the AC, yes. Okay, uh. 9 damage, nine piercing damage.
0: Wow. Okay, you uh, thrust your battle standard and it, it catches this creature and it has almost that that hard reflective kind of tightness type feel to it uh, the, when it strikes, but you are able to get into one of the joints and it lets out a cry of pain. Anything as a bonus action?
5: Uh, is uh, core and Line within 10 feet of me,
0: yeah. You guys would have all kind of been in the same uh pile region, so within five feet
5: okay, of each other. I'm gonna stay within range of them and I'm gonna be using Icon of Might. All right, okay. That's a natural 20 on the roll. So, nice. uh, enemy creatures within the radius of your battle standard suffer minus minus two to attack holes until the beginning of your next turn. Awesome. On the decor
1: okay so how many of them are there there's like two of them yeah
0: there's two of them.
1: two of them okay um are they so it's a five foot cube on each side are they within range yep oh wait All no right. five foot cat. cube
0: on each side they are ten feet away you would just have to step up five
1: okay yeah I'll do that I'll just take a 5-foot step forward, and then I'm going to cast a cloud of daggers.
5: Nice! Um,
1: you fill the air with spinning daggers and 5-foot cube on each side. So they on a point that you choose within range. It's 44 slashing damage when it enters the spell's area for the first time, or starts its turn there.
0: And actually, I was wrong. I thought it was like 5-feet cube around you. But no, yeah, if you're throwing it uh, up ahead, then you could stay where you were. Uh, so they make uh, dexterity saving throw?
1: No, it just happens. It doesn't say anything about any throws or... I mean, when okay. they first enter the area and when you... Oh, so it would be at the start of their turn because it would be... It says when it enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there.
0: Okay, yeah. So then it would be on the
1: start of their turn. Sorry. Yes. Oh. So, cloud of daggers. Uh, that my action okay and I'm let's see let's See. I don't think I have any I don't think I have any bonus actions I can use um, yeah so I'm just gonna cast this AoE and then take a five foot set backwards and at the start of their turn they're gonna take some damage
2: okay we move then on to Klein. Klein is going to. Da, 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 da. I had an idea, and then I forgot my idea. Uh, we are going to have a little bit of fun, and we are going to twin spell a guiding bolt.
0: Oh, nice!
2: And I think we're going to go ahead and just because. Uh, We're going to do it at second level. And so, the first Impy Beast will a 23 hit.
0: Yes, 23 will definitely
2: hit. Or sorry, sorry, 21. Oh, 21? Yeah, still would hit. And the second one, that is a 15.
0: Yes, that would hit as well.
2: All right, so the first one will take... Uh five D six. Five, 11 wow, well, eleven off of five D six. <laughs> eleven points Out. of radiant damage on the one on the, the left. And the one on the right is gonna take 14, 18 points of radiant damage, and the next attack against each of them has advantage.
0: Okay. Uh, and Arpeggio, you would be on the one on the left, the one with the attack first. So then, uh, we move on... Oh, anything is a uh, bonus action?
2: I think that's about it.
0: Okay. Then we move
2: on to the two little
0: critters. Uh, so the first little critter is going to... Oh, they both take
1: damage. Uh, Yep, 4d4. So that's going to be... 8 damage for all of them. Nice.
0: Alright, then they are both going to jump forward 5 feet... Uh, to get within attack range of uh, arpeggio and fine, you said you stepped back 5 so we're going to go ahead and say that uh, both of them are going to go on arpeggio Uh, that is a 15 which I know doesn't hit and the second attack is even less (laughs) Uh, so the first one, uh, claws into you and is unable to get, uh, into your guard enough. You're able to kind of use the point of your standard to keep them out of, uh, striking distance. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, that one probably hits 20.
5: Uh, does that include the minus two to attack? Oh, no, it, uh, doesn't. So then 18. So that would not hit. Oh, Oh, wait, no. Actually, it would still hit. Yeah. okay. All right. Um... It
0: jumps into you and uh, is able to strike you for eight points of damage on the first one. And then uh, the the other one didn't hit. So
5: we then move on to Arpeggio. All right. So both of them are in my face right now.
0: Yes, both of them approached
5: within five feet. Okay, I'll be attacking the... the pre- previous round okay so oh, same same roll 15 okay
0: yep that hits uh,
5: with a damage of five just five ah. okay and then as a bonus action I would Arpeggio would make some faint painting maneuver and give Klein a open shot at the same uh, creature that I was fighting okay so uh, that is 15. So that would just be yeah, just a normal ranged range uh, attack or spell attack. Okay. Some cantrip, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, open fire for, open fire for Klein. Okay. So he can make a ranged attack.
2: We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to Chaos Bolt. (laughs) That is a 23 to hit? Yes. Okay, the fun stuff. 2d8 plus 1d6. And we're going to make that... um, We're going to make that Psychic Damage, and that's going to be 15 points of Psychic Damage.
5: All
0: right. And it's just that one attack, Correct.
5: Yeah, just one. Attack.
2: Yep. Okay,
0: so then we move on to Core. They had left okay. the range by the five foot. But...
1: All right. Um. Well, Core's just—he's getting real mad. He's just gonna run up with his shield and uh, his packed weapon, just gonna start slashing.
0: All right. So the most damaged one or the other one? The other one. Okay.
1: That is going to be a non-nat 20 awesome. to hit, and the eight, that's going to be eight slashing damage.
0: Uh, um, Anything as a bonus action? Uh, no, I don't think so. Alright. The uh, two little guys are going to go ahead. uh, Since Core engaged with the one, the one is going to bite you. Seth, the other one's going to stay on you. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that definitely won't hit you, Core. Uh, Well, the first attack won't. That was a three, and that was a six naturally. So uh, neither of those will strike your AC. Uh, Arpeggio, uh, that one won't hit with the minus two is still in effect. Oh, no, no. It's no longer in effect. Oh, it's not? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then that would have been a 20. All right. That uh, that dealt to you. Eight points of damage again.
5: Okay, uh, as a reaction to getting hit, I'm going to use the feature in my battle standard to to use dodge.
0: Okay, so then the second attack would be made at disadvantage. Uh, That definitely won't hit, then that was a two. So the second attack doesn't hit. All right, on to our arpeggio.
5: Yeah, same thing. In the the same one that I've been attacking for the past few rounds. Better, uh, seventeen. Yep, that 17 definitely hits. And okay, thirteen piercing damage. Nice. It is definitely getting
0: down there. As once again, you're able to get right into the soft fleshy bits between the tightness-type plate armor of their uh, exoskeleton-type things.
5: Okay, and... Uh, bonus action, open fire.
4: Okay. On fire again.
5: Uh, that's a 10. Uh, yeah, 10 still still uh, works.
2: Alright, so we will uh, roll Ray of Frost this time. Alright. That is a, uh, a, a... a modified 20 to hit. Yep. 4... Eight points of cold damage.
0: All right, that was almost enough to take it fully down. Uh, it definitely is getting ready to
1: drop. Horse turn. So, let's see. Are they in? They're in close proximity, right?
0: Yeah, they're. You're just kind of right next door to Arpeggio, and they're both
1: directly. Is Arpeggio in proximity?
0: Yes. Unless you would've specifically kept, you know, that much
1: distance between <clears> them. <throat> well, I don't I don't want to hurt him. Okay, then if
0: you would have on your last move because you didn't specify where you moved to yet last time, you just said just, you stepped up.
1: Well I mean I just I I stepped up and hit him, so I'm I'm right there. And I don't want to use a spell that's gonna hurt any of my buddies. So I guess I'm just gonna attack with my packed weapon again
0: and you could shift over five feet and it would probably be okay
1: well but see my reasoning is i want to use a spell but all my spells are
2: oh i see
1: yeah Yeah, and i don't want to hurt anybody okay so we'll say i'm gonna attack the one on my right if there is one on my right
0: Yes, that would... Uh, no, it would be one directly in front of you, and then one right caddy corner uh, in front of Arpeggio.
1: All right, I'll tag the one catty corner uh, in front of Arpeggio.
0: Okay, and that one's almost dead, so if you hit it, you're going to kill it.
1: Well, that's a 17 to hit.
0: That definitely hits. How do you finish off this tightness disgusting magma insectoid creature?
1: Well, he just does, like, this really cool spin move and just like jumps around and slashes down across its neck with this long sword. Alright, the kind of horn bug type uh,
0: chitinous face of this insectoid little imp thing uh, rolls off into the ground and onto the ground and its body kind of as it breaks apart the ever-shrinking page that summoned this in the first place, those little bits go flying into that little portal-type hole. Um, uh, anything as a bonus action, for?
1: No. I don't think so. Alright, Klein.
2: Alright, uh, We're gonna do fun, thing, fun things. Um, we're going to sack off a first-level spell slot to regain a sorcery point as a bonus action. And then we are going to cast a second level Chaos Bolt, spending two sorcery points to channel it through my gauntlet.
3: <laughs> Alright.
2: That is a 17 to hit. Yep. Alright, so that'll be 2d 8 plus 2d 6. And uh, let's see. What's a 4? Ah! Also, the um, if he survives this, the imp will not be able to move awesome you'll be stuck in place uh seven and six again so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and call that uh psychic damage and it's gonna be 13 20 points of psychic damage
0: all right it is standing by single digits uh barely and it immediately as it is yeeted with that chaos bolt uh is completely stuck to the ground uh, let's see, then on to it. It would still be within five feet of both Core and Arpeggio, but it's going to go ahead and stay with Core, because it was just it can't move, but it can still attack. Like Correct. It's, just, oh. it's movement speed becomes zero. Alright. Uh, that was a two, and second attack, that's a 16 plus four, so that one definitely hits you,
5: Core. I will use my reaction to use Spectral Displacement switch places with Core.
0: Oh! awesome uh the 20 will still hit your AC I believe though mm-hmm. so then that is uh, 10 points of damage that is done to you it's claw like things just tear into flesh
5: we move on to arpeggio All right. I am uh, before that I'm gonna use Icon of Might again. As a bonus action. Uh twenty-two, so yeah, another minus two to its next to its attack rolls. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, and then for your action? For your action I'm gonna stab at it. Alright. Twenty-one to hit.
0: Alright, it strikes it and I'm pretty sure you're gonna kill it, but go ahead and pull it.
5: Okay. Uh, max damage on the roll, so <laughs> One D10. That's uh, thirteen.
0: Yeah, that more than doubles what it had left, and you slam the standard into it. And once again, as you withdraw that that point from it, the creature just kind of tears apart into little tiny, uh, charcoaly insectoid piece pieces and fly back into that paper scroll paper uh, page that opened up the portal, and it continues to curl into itself and finally falls to the ground a tiny piece of what looks like uh, uh, roasted pig skin or something. You know, just a withered, tiny piece of
2: flesh down there. Well, that makes that decision for us.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, Is it always like this whenever you go to a library?
2: You know, I didn't think it would be, but... <laughs> I am two for two for being assaulted in this library. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And after that, uh, you see
0: that all of the same people that rushed to your aid the last time, rushed up to your aid this time again. And they look even more dubiously at your party being it's consisted
2: of basically half of the same people. Um, you I'll, I'll just be like, in my defense, it wasn't a Revenant this time. <laughs> uh, they
0: decide that this would be a matter better solved for later. They take down all of your information that they're able to, uh, scold you fiercely and say they will be questioning you later after they have investigated the scene, so that you, you guys do? are able to get out of here and cleaned up and, uh, able to make it back to Hamish's Sandwiches with a few minutes to spare. Anything before you take off from their last minute client?
2: Nope, we're good. I'm, I'm, I, I will, uh, happily give them my information and submit myself to questioning because i know i am probably innocent okay so you guys are able to
0: then uh rush over and meet everybody else at hammock's sandwiches well
5: before i even agree to answer questions i'm demanding medical attention (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. They would uh, help patch you up and all that other kind of happy, fun stuff. How much did you end up
5: taking? Uh, What I have left is two points. Oh, (laughs)
0: Oh, man. I knew I was hitting you hard, and I thought I was getting pretty close, but I wasn't sure. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you're easily able to get patched up. They have a cleric uh, right there that gets you all back up into shape. Uh, They prescientigenation everybody back into cleanliness and uh get your general information down <laughs> all right uh, anything else last minute you guys want to do before meeting the group and hamaches sandwiches? Oh, i'm good
1: yeah i'm just good
0: all right so then you guys uh go ahead and you meet the rest of the group there since we ended up losing half the group because of real world stuff uh we will go ahead and break the episode here so thank you guys very, very much. I know only half of them are here to say bye, but I'll try and record them and then place it awkwardly so that it stands out amongst the rest of the goodbyes. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> go ahead and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye, bye guys. Yeah. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chaos Plan. If you would like to join the game and support the podcast, visit our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Guild and there you can pledge to either become a sponsor or a player, or both if you like. Also, keep your ears open and your eyes watching for our announcement with our live stream. We will be running another Extra Life charity game during the November 2nd and 3rd usual time, so come check us out and help us reach our goal of $500 to be donated to Extra Life and the Children Hospitals of Omaha. So thank you all very, very much for listening, and we hope you join us again next week.